to the In Motion Podcast, guys. This is your host, Luis Perez. If you're looking for a place where you can get real life talk, tips, and motivations, you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes and connect with us on Instagram at In Motion Podcast. And now let's get with my co-host, Leon Jones, to start today's episode. Hey, how you guys doing today? Welcome to another episode of In Motion with your brothers from another mother's giving you guys our two cents on um, some things that can help get your life hopefully in a better direction. So uh, what's going on with you, my brother? I mean, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, brother? How's it going? It's great over here sitting out in uh, this weekend. We've been out here just chilling this weekend, man. Taking advantage of uh, uh, another breather. I did did one last week in the middle of the week because I had no choice while I was in Cali because I was in Cali for a couple of days. But I got sent out here for this weekend and waiting to tomorrow to deliver this load. But good weather, not too bad, pretty, not hot, not too cold. It's that time of the season to enjoy, man. man. That's good stuff, man. Brother, so you're out there in Denver, Colorado. I've only been there once and it was, uh, I went in December. So it was, it was nice during the day. But when that nighttime hit, whoo, buddy, it got cold out there. I was like, okay, okay, this ain't California no more. (laughs) Fleet drops, definitely temperature drops. I think it dropped last night too. Um, the lowest last night wasn't the lowest. The night before was the lowest. I think it dropped like to thirty degrees. Oh night. shucks! <laughs> Dang. Yeah. See, I'm tropical people. I need that heat. I need that heat. I I think I was in that hotel room with the heater on when I was asleep because it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. Last last night didn't get too cold. Got a little chilly. A little. I think it was a couple of degrees hotter. But uh, this today, today, like I was sharing today. Um, it got warm midday. It just started going down right now, but it got to like 80 degrees. Um, nice day, but right now it's already low and it's already like 68, 70 degrees right now outside because the sun's already going down. One that's wow. one down is like cold weather k- kicks in. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we get our blankets in our, in our, in our bed and our bunk and put the bunk heater on and just stay warm. There you go. <laughs> I feel that. Just chilling. Um, I feel that, man. Well, I hope, I hope everybody set their clock back an hour because, boy, if you didn't, you you might be thinking you behind schedule. So hopefully right. everybody set their clock back an hour um, last night uh, or this morning or what have you. Because if not, tomorrow morning, you might wind up being to work an hour early. So make sure you set your clock back if you haven't set it back already. And by the time y'all hear this, hopefully everybody will know that you need to set your clock back. And if you don't, boy, you'll be wondering why you show up to early early to work for the last four days. <laughs> Definitely doing that. I try to keep, you know, nowadays with all the smartphones, they do it automatically, but uh, I know not everybody sometimes have those settings in place. Yeah, and uh, yeah. if you don't if you do not do that, you'll you'll definitely forget. You definitely yeah, forget. If you're to someone do that, like man. me that actually still wears a watch, then you know you got to make sure you reset your reset your watches too. So I had to reset all my watches today, and of course, you know uh, your car information. That stuff doesn't always reset. So you got to sometimes reset that too. So make sure you reset that and your your microwaves and all that good stuff. So a lot of stuff to reset nowadays. Yeah, that's a whole. That was, I imagine that was a whole Sunday morning process. Like, okay, I gotta reset this. I gotta reset that. <laughs> right. 
there's a whole journey for the morning, a two part of the to do list at this time of the year, man. But uh, right. it's the truth how that goes with our subject too about <laughs> carrying baggage because sometimes you have to reset. <laughs> definitely got to reset and and at well since we're already going into it that's where we're going to we're going to redo a real quick recap um again thank you for being coming back to the uh channel coming back to our podcast we surely appreciate you guys that have been listening this last five weeks this episode being number six is very much appreciated um our brother michael was going to be with us again today but he he unfortunately couldn't be back today but we loved having him on the podcast last week maybe have him in the future uh with, with other guests in the future as well but uh, definitely you- definitely and uh, today we're just going to wrap it up. But before we get into it, I, just, I wanted to kind of just share, recap a little bit of last week and, and then move forward from there. Um, we're, we're staying on the topic and finishing today talking about writing your next chapter in your book. But knowing that, as we touched last week, you can't bring your baggage from your previous chapters to your new chapter because otherwise you're writing the same chapter. And like they all mentioned last week, you're going to be stuck writing that to one over and over and over again. So you have to make those changes. And a couple of points that we mentioned that I think are very, very, very important last week was number one, you have to take responsibility for uh, the mistakes that maybe you have made in the past and analyze those yourself and your life and take responsibilities for those mistakes or maybe bad choices, not necessarily mistakes, but just bad choices that, uh, has stopped you and stagnated you and and to that chapter of your life and then make that make those changes from there surrounding and analyzing your life we also mentioned about surrounding yourself how important it is surround yourself with trusted and uh good character people that you can be accountable to to make those changes and continue working in your life and i know sometimes for some people we mentioned it could be very hard but it's not impossible uh what is your spouse, friends? They're so you'll have someone close to you that can help you do that. If not, work within yourself and, and start building maybe that trusted uh, relationship with someone that that knows out there with of what you're going through. And and today with social media, as careful as we need to be, that is definitely very possible. There's definitely a lot of uh, groups out there that are made uh, in order to help each other out. So you just got to be out. There out there be willing to do that um that we spoke about is like don't give up when things get tough you know things will get tough and things usually get tough when we're trying to make changes because we're trying to adjust and go against the wave or against the wind of things like we like to say so you've got to stay in motion (laughs) stay in motion and and keep uh celebrating the small victories that will win that war at the end so yeah, another um, thing another thing that we talked about too last week that I just thought about is, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, looking at yourself and not just always looking out the window and pointing out how the world has is all wrong, but then when you look in the mirror, you see yourself as, you know, this perfect shiny new toy when in all actuality, you know, a lot of the things that that have happened in your life, especially as you become of age of maturity or or adulthood where you've made some choices and maybe at the time you made the choice you were uncertain but you probably knew it wasn't the best choice but you made it anyway and then now you're trying to blame everybody else for that choice 
as opposed to taking accountability for the fact that you were the one that made that choice. And that makes me think of a story of, you know, uh, going back to when I was um, back incarcerated and I have a little sister. And at this time, I was probably about 20 years old. And my little sister was, I think she might have been about uh, maybe um, nine and a half, maybe 10, somewhere around there. Because I'm like 11 years older than my sister, somewhere around there. And um, so I remember writing my sister when I was incarcerated. And I remember being very honest and telling her that, you know, I had been jealous of her you know, a good portion of my life, because one thing that that that's interesting about when you're the oldest child is that your parents make all the mistakes with you. (laughs) So you get the you get all the all the um, all of the uh, discipline. You get all of the, you know, oh, maybe we should have did it this way instead of that way. So you get you're like the experiment in a sense. So you get to get all of the experimental stuff thrown at you. And then by the time the second and third and fourth and however many children come along, all of it gets fine tuned at that point. But as the first one, you get all of it. So when I was younger, you know. Uh, we didn't come from no, we definitely did not come from money. We came from a very broke, I won't say poor, but I will say broke background. You know, we, a lot of times lived with other family members, um, from time to time, slept in hotels from time to time, stayed in cars from time to time. You know, it was, it was some rough times. And so, you know, there was things that my sister was able to do that I wasn't. Like, for instance, I could never talk back to my mom. If I talked back to my mom, that was a swift backhand. If I talked back to my mom, that was there was no you could even cop an attitude without getting smashed on. Now, my sister, on the other hand, she could talk back and my mom wouldn't smash on her. And I'd be like, now, if that was me, I'd have got slapped in the mouth four times just for thinking it, not even saying it, just thinking it. So. And so, so little things like that cause a little bit, you know, cause a a little bit of my, you know, being jealous of my sister because it was like, okay, you know, mom is being a lot more lenient with you than she was with me. And then my sister was able to do, like I said, she was able to do a lot of things that I was not able to do um, in my younger years um, that she was able to, you know, to, as, as a sibling, say, I would say, get away with. And then also her dad was in the picture a lot more. So, you know, so you have that, 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 um, that also in there of, you know, her dad is there while, where my dad wasn't. So that also created that little bit more of a jealousy thing. And then everybody, and because my mom was married to her dad, everybody, everybody in the house had the same last name, except for me. So that also created another layer of jealousy of, okay, well, it's like, I don't belong in a sense. So as I got older, and like I said, once I went to the pen, I started realizing that I was blaming, you know, my sister, who's, you know, 11 years younger than me, I'm blaming her for some of the things that I was going through, you know, because, you know, as you're in your teen years and you're getting older, you're starting to become 
your own person too. And you're starting to know what you like about life and what you want to achieve and all that. And so I started realizing I was blaming my sister for some of my hurts. Like, you know, when something didn't go right, I'd be like, oh, well, my mom wasn't so focused on, you know, my sister so much and actually helped me, then maybe this wouldn't have been so tough. So, you know, so when I wrote my sister that letter, you know, I ended it by saying that, you know, I love you very much. And I realize now that the the choices I made had absolutely nothing to do with you. Those were my choices. And for me to have had a jealous bone in my body towards you because of that was wrong of me as your brother. And she didn't know it, but I just... When, when I got incarcerated, I came to a real, I don't know, honest um, stage in my life when looking at reality and looking at choices I made and, and, and how those things affected me and not the things outside. But the guy in the mirror that I was looking at every day was the one that was creating the problem, not the people I was looking at outside the window. So... You know, and my sister says she cried, you know, and this is her at 10 telling me this because she's writing back. Like, I cried about your letter and I didn't know you felt that way and things of that nature. But it was like, it's not your fault, sis. You know, you're, you know, this is just the the way life goes. You know, when you're the oldest one, you are the one that that pretty much is the, you know, there is no plan for the for the first one. But then by the time you get to the second child, like say the third child, then you fine tune things as a parent. And being a parent myself, I realized that too, that the first child, you you tend to do all your mistakes with the first child. And by the time you get the second one, you realize, okay, I can't do that or I won't do that this time because I realized that may have been a little bit too much or maybe you turn some things up. Okay, maybe I was a little bit too lenient in this area. So I got to turn that up a little bit, but then also realizing that each child is, is their own individual personality. So still you have to kind of fine tune to the personality to some degree too, but still maintain that level of I'm the parent. So I want to make sure that I'm raising you the best way that I can and providing for you the best way that I can at the same time too. Yeah, totally. Uh, I totally get that as well as, as we have that in common as far as me, us being the oldest and the number one and uh, then, you know, coming to raise our, our own kids. We always have that mentality. Also, I can imagine you probably thought about like, I'm not going to do this with my kids. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I would be different. Um, but when you have your own it's, it's, it's totally a challenge and it's a learning experience, right? It's a learning experience. You don't, just like everything in life, we don't get a, uh, a book, a handbook like we do our work with a guideline of what to follow. Yeah. And, and our parents don't either. And though it takes time, and I think we all at one point or on another, uh, there are definitely some exceptions, but, uh, for the most part, at least the people that I've met and that I've experienced with uh, that similarity of, you know, my parents wasn't the best for my parents, this and my parents. That. And there comes a point in life that you just sure and yourself in their place for a second and realize, you know, they weren't perfect because none of us are. 
because they didn't have a handbook of figuring things out either. They had their own situations to deal with and they had to figure out how to be a parent surrounding that. Um, and of course, there's different cases, right? There are exceptions to the rules and there's some that you, you know, there's like, you know, that was not, that was not even close to the right thing to do. Um, there for, for the most part in general, you know, is, is us being able to handle it and coming to a sense in our lives or a point in our lives that that is no longer going to affect me. Um, yeah. And being able to move forward. Uh, but going with what you said as well, the other side, you know, me being the oldest, I experienced something similar. Uh, I was raised by a stepfather rather than a father. My stepfather, though he was being a truck driver like I am now, but he wasn't home until pretty much I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, by that time, I, I was helping raising my two younger brothers that were his kids. Um, and like you said, I was the one with a different last name. Uh, the funny part got in my life that I raised a stepdaughter myself. And mm-hmm. that, that, you know, it's like, it felt like I'm putting myself, she was in my shoes and I was in my stepfather's shoes. And then I'm trying to figure out what I didn't like and uh, my relationship with my stepfather that I didn't want to happen with him. Yet being 18, 19 years old, when I got with her mom, you know, I, I also realized now later in life, you know, years later, we also realized the mistakes I've made, yeah. uh, you know, with her. And there were some challenges there, you know, challenging from the relationship of, the you know, mom being protective of her daughter because, you know, even though, you know, she feels that she's going to be treated differently, even though that's not what I wanted to. And all those challenges happen and family gets involved and, you know, sometimes and it makes chaos out of something so simple. Yeah. But, you know, we all have to learn from those situations. Um, and I'm happy to say, you know, I don't know if she ever listened to this, but I'm happy to say that I'm super proud of who she is and, no, one thing that that I knew it took me a minute sometimes to to realize it or to remind myself that she knew who her dad was. Like yeah. she knew who her who her bio, bio I can never say the word biological. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> she knew who he was, um, but she knew who her father was, and. Gotcha. Um, I knew that in her heart. I knew that in her face that she loved him. We we had our challenges, you know, in our relationships. We had our challenges, you know, the whole teenage year and the young adult told then and mindset. But uh, uh, recently before I left town this summer, I actually had my first uh, kind of like date with her. Mm. I had a couple of dates with her, a father and daughter, and that I've hadn't had in a while. And, you know, we had to hash some things out and talk. And, and I told her, you know, I was like, I know I wasn't perfect. I know I made some mistakes. And then your mom also made some mistakes on there that we realized probably now as older and with your brothers and your sisters. And uh, she shared the same thing that you kind of shared. Like, you know, she was jealous of her brothers and her other sisters and her younger brother because they didn't get the wrath. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the best way to put it. They didn't get the wrath of God. <laughs> so, you know, she reminds them like, you know, she told me like, I, I just want you sometimes to be as tough as you were with me, with them. And, you know, I had to kind of explain that to her. Like, I, I understand where you come from as being the older child, 
But I also had to learn that there were some things that I did with you that I necessarily learned or thought that I shouldn't be doing with all of them. And um, that and that that's sometimes hard to take as a as a kid. That yeah. is hard to take because you don't understand why why mom or why dad is are treating the siblings a little different or not being as strong um but they're all different but you know we we do what we can and like i told her i told her mom recently, the other day i i i share i share with this i'm hopefully by by now everybody else knows and i keep my eyes and prayers over her but i got some news from my my middle child my my taz that uh, she's oh. pregnant <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, Dad, you're gonna you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be a grandfather again." And uh, uh, like I told her mom, her mom was like, "Well, you know, here we go again, <laughs> and type of things." And, yeah, um, and and I've, we've had this conversation, and she's had some challenges, and she's had some uh, uh, medical you know, physical challenges. She just, she had had a surgery and she had some miscarriages before with the boyfriend that she's okay. with and so forth. And, and so I always kind of try to encourage her, like, you know, maybe, you know, God's or life is telling you it's not time, you know, it's not time. And it's, it's, it's you got to get some things in order, but I know she's in that age uh, right now as a female that I can understand as a male because I, I can't say 100% do understand so your sisters out there if you do make sure to let us yeah. know but but at least talk females like it's in that age where her, you know her body is probably asking you know or thinking thought of, of you know having of reproducing right because we're all human yeah. and that doesn't yeah. change you know time changes but that doesn't change and uh, I, I in a way I told her like, like I understand that because when I when I got with her mom I thought that I was ready to have a kid, you know, I was ready to raise and have a family. And I was 18, 19, just because I've raised my other two brothers or basically helped raise my other two brothers through my teenage, you know, young, since I was nine years old all the way to 17. So, but I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy. I love her. And like I told, we had a little conversation, like a text conversation back and just back and forth. And mom is like, Hey, all we can do is, is love our kids. Um, you know, and yeah. let let them make decisions, love them, and pray that you know they still push to be the, the best of themselves, regardless of what comes in their lives. And a child yeah. is not necessarily at all a bad thing, and I don't mean it in that way. I do think that there's a time for everything, but and there could be a best time for everything. But if it happens, it happens, and it's just making the best of it. Um, yeah. And what you said, I, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to just say, and, and just to, to add to that, I was just going to say, you know, and that could be baggage that you're also carrying along with you. Like if True. I held on to to being jealous of my sister for all those years, then I'd still be blaming, you know, the fact that my mom par- parented me differently than she parented her. And so that would be my my reason for not going forward because I'd always have that, you know, in my back pocket as an excuse, as far as, you know, well, you know, my mom, she treated my sister better than me or, you know, because when you're young, that's how you see it. You see it as they're being treated better than you, but it's not better. It's just different. So, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's something that I could have carried along with me. But like I said, but when I went to prison, that, and I'm not going to ever say that prison is good for anybody. 
But it was good for me because it allowed me to slow down and it allowed me to see truths in my life that I didn't see before because I was too busy ripping and running and trying to be the man and, you know, and doing my, my little hustles and whatnot. So it didn't allow me the opportunity to look at life and say, okay, what, what are you doing and why are you doing this? And why are you blaming all these people for these choices that you are making? And now I have another story real quick, uh, another prison story. So while I was in prison, I was in this dorm with men that were um, at the time I was 21. And so the dorm that I was in, all these guys were like over 40, used to 40 and 40, 40 and up um, dorm. So it's like 35 of us in this in this in this room or in this, you know, in this in this in this little um I guess you could say like a little trailer park type situation or trailer situation. So, um, so I was having a conversation with one of the guys, you know, that, you know, cause a lot of the guys, cause they knew I was younger. A lot of these guys, they took me under their wing and was like trying to, you know, guide me like, bro, when you got to here, you got to do this, you got to do this and not, you got to get out, get out and hustle harder. But it was like, do you need to get your life together? Don't, don't, don't allow this to be your life. You know, I've been back. I've been in and out of here since I was 19. I've been in and out of here since I was 21. I've been out of here since I was, you know, a young boy, even through juvenile. So they were all giving me, you know, like, I guess they saw the hope in me and they wanted to make sure that when I got out, I didn't repeat the mistakes they made that wound wound up getting them back in there. And some of the cats had life sentences, so they was never getting out. So. You know, so one of the guys, we were having a conversation one day. And so I was sitting there just, you know, I was like, yeah, man. And and I was doing this and then this person did that. And so, you know, I'm like this mother sucker and da, 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 da. And then I tell him another story about something else. And then I would talk about my mom and then I would talk about my dad and I would talk about, I was talking about everybody. And so at the end of this conversation, brother man said to me, said, you know what, bro? He said, you know, you told me a lot of stories, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, but you know what? Out of all the stories you told me, I never heard you say it was you any of the time. All I heard you say was how was this person's fault, that person's fault, your friend's fault, your mama's fault, your daddy's fault, your cousin's fault, everybody's fault, but your fault. Mm. And he was like, so, uh, so let me just, you know, quick education for you, young man. He said, if what you're doing, if if you're looking at everybody else and saying it's them, it's probably not them. It's probably you. And when he said that to me, I just walked away from him like, man, F you. So I went, I went and got on my bunk and laid there and thought about it. And then, you know, reality starts setting in then. That's when the accountability starts setting in of, damn, he's right. All I've ever done all my life is say it was this person or that person. I never, ever looked at me and said, dude, it's you. It's not them. You were the bad influence on that person's life. That person wasn't a bad influence on your life. Remember, that person was going to school when they met you. You were the one that told them about the fast money. 
And it was like, wow. And so a lot of reality, a lot of things I had to deal with for those, you know, three years that I was locked up, a lot of growth happened in that time as far as realizing what was what was truth and what was the fantasy I had been telling myself this whole time about what life, how life was for me. And so, you know, I, I, you know, normally I'm not the one that tells all the personal stuff, but today is just, I guess today is one of them days. <laughs> Go for it. I enjoy what you do because I, I keep learning every day, brother. You feed me those days. Yeah. So, you know, so just, so just, you know, like we, we talked about last week, carrying those bags, trying to get to the other side. Remember you're trying to get through that door and they're, and they're, and they're rooting, rooting for you on the other side. Come on, come on. We want you over here, but you cannot take the luggage with you. And so there was a lot of baggage for three years while I was in the prison, while, while I was in prison that I had to start offloading. And so when I left prison, I pretty much had just a uh, a fanny pack. <laughs> so I was able to walk through all kinds of doors with just a fanny pack as opposed to five big bags of luggage. <laughs> so, you know, so just and like that took three years. So it, this wasn't like a it wasn't I just started dropping off stuff and I was good to go. It took it, I'm telling you, prison for me, I didn't enjoy it. But it did allow me to become the new me. It did allow me to start realizing that there was more I wanted out of life because of it. And I'm mean, I'm like, I don't wish prison on nobody. I don't. But if it's something that can turn your life around for the better, and if that's the only way to get you to see or for you to really understand then it might be something that you need. I mean, I ain't saying go out and commit no crimes to go to prison, though. But for me, that's what I needed. I needed a place to sit me down and force me to look at my life. And so I'm hoping that anybody that's listening to these podcasts, I hope your life never gets to that point to where you have to be forced to sit down and look at your life. But I do know a lot of people do. A lot of people will get injured really bad and that'll take them out of play of life, of normal life for a while. And that makes them reflect. Some people go to prison. That makes them reflect. Some people, you know, have to go to programs like AA or or um, other programs for, you know, drugs or 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 even mental, you know, um, just a, a mental imbalance, right. you know, and, and you need those things to help get your life on the pathway that you want it to be on. So, you know, so just make sure that, you know, you're not, you're not, and I have to keep saying it because just make sure you're looking in the mirror. Re- remember, you have a part to play in whatever's going on in your life. It's not always going to be that you can just blame the outside world for what's going on. You have to take the responsibility and see what did I do to get me in a situation? Because if I got myself into this, then guess what? You can get yourself out of reality. I'm a strong believer of nothing happens 
by coincidence. I'm a strong believer that there's a purpose, whether it's been decisions that you made or decisions that were made for you. Um, as we spoke in one of our previous, in our first podcast, that either you make the decision or somebody else is going to make it for you. Um, yep. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to one of those first podcasts. I believe it was the first or second podcast we we made. But um, nothing happens for coincidence. You know that there's there there was a process, there was a stone that was set, there was there was a key that was turned that created that spark for that to to happen and for that timeline to happen. And whether you created that timeline or or it was created for you, um, you you have to figure that out. And the purpose for what stage in life you're in. It's going to play how it's going to play at um as, as i mentioned before i mean i can like the story there's a story out there you probably put it two and two and two together but it's a story about the boy who got sold by his family his brothers out of jealousy and he went through slavery and they told their parent that he had died and spent three years through slavery and being sold from one uh a master to another but in each one he performed his best and what the duties that he was given in each one he looked at the situation and uh looked at life and looked at god and said you know you have me here for a reason i need to do my best and some of us sometimes you know life throws that ripple and that rock and crazy ripple in our in our in our river or in our or in our lake however you want to picture it in the water and it shakes us and we're like wait wait what, what's going on and we we get all scrambled and we we get stressed out and we stop looking at the positive side of things or looking for what is it that i need to learn in this situation what is it that i need to change in my life that, you know, is there something that I need to evaluate, like we've spoken before as well, and make a change for, and that is the reason why this is happening right now. You know, it, it may yeah. not have been your decision. You know, it may not have been your decision that you got laid off from work in 2020. It wasn't for, for millions of people. It wasn't their decision, right? It, something that yeah. happened and somebody else made that decision situation of 2020 made that decision and, and government or and, and employers and all that made that decision. But did you stay stagnant by the fact that that happened or do you look for ways to keep working yourself out of it and making the best of the situation? It's not easy. And it's not that, that it's going to be easy or you have to put a smile every day but you still have to live. You still have to provide for your family. You still have to eat. You still have to pay. You know, we still all have to pay our bills or find a way to. So whether it was looking for benefits, you know, and the programs out there in, in, in your state or in your city to to help you get through it or, or whether it was looking for another job and, and changing what you were doing at the moment. Uh, even if it was temporarily just to supply the needs, you know, it was definitely has been to each of us to figure that out and make the best of this year. And it's been tough for the country. Mm -hmm. But it, if we don't do that or the people that may have not done that, if you're one of the ones that may have not realized that you have just kind of blame everything on 
on politicians and blame everything on the government, blame everything on life. And then things just got worse and worse and worse. Uh, like the saying goes out there, you know, when it rains, it pours. You got stuck mm-hmm. in that. You're going to stay stagnant and 2021 is not going to be any different. You know, yeah. you, the next yeah. chapter is not going to be any different. We have to realize that there's a change that needs to be made and things happen for a reason. And just to finish that story, you know, that boy at the end ended up being number two in the story in charge of the whole country where he actually ended up helping his family and generation to come into a better place in life. And I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I'll share Really, yeah. but I I use that a lot in my life. That there, you know, there are times that are going to be tough, and when tough times happen, uh, as much as it hurts, and I have sometimes have to scream or get on my knees or or just sit. And I also, you know, you, we would pass through those depression moments. But there's also that part of me that at this time of my life. I've learned to listen to a little bit more and say, okay, what, what's going on? Is there something that I need to change? Am I doing something wrong or necessarily wrong? Or it's, it's not going to work anymore, right? Because what works for a period of time doesn't mean it's going to work forever. So you have to make yeah. those adjustments. And um, it goes with kind of what I was saying, you know, but not being stagnant. You know, there, there are moments in life when you need to be still, like we've spoken before, and evaluate and take a look at our lives uh, and the status wanting to be changed. But the problem comes when we stay stagnant. And, and uh, you know, what happens to water when it's stagnant? You know, when this, where it doesn't have to weigh in or weigh out. You know, that, that's being stagnant. The definition of stagnant, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's not flowing in current or a stream. I'm down, I'm reading out of the Merriam-Webster dictionary here because I like, I like to de- uh, read definitions because it kind of gives me a little more insight of what we're talking about. In stagnant is being without inflow or outflow. So if you're stagnant, that means that you're not receiving anything, but you can also pour into anything else. Yeah. You're not giving and you're not receiving. You're just there. Yeah. You're just there. And we have to realize when, when that's happening in life, you know, there's, there is a moment to visualize and, and, and we, we are speak, we, we have spoken the last couple of weeks about, you know, sitting and evaluating yourself and your life and that's good, but don't stay there. The whole purpose is, to stay there and try to perfect everything in your life. But we've also said that we just need to have small goals and long-term goals and work on it one at a time and keep moving. And as a title of our, our podcast is, is just stay in motion. Because if we don't stay in motion, we stay stagnant. Yeah, yeah. We definitely don't want to do that. We definitely don't want to do that. And, and you know, and, and, and guys, sometimes we may be able to provide you with, you know, I like to say our two cents to add to whatever you already have to give you two cents more than what you already had. But, you know, the thing is, is that with a lot of this stuff, it it starts off as, you know, you be still for a moment just to see maybe some areas in your life that you could change. It doesn't have to always be a massive change. Um, There are people who want to stop smoking and so they say, well, January 1st, I'm going to stop smoking. But 
I've been a smoker all my life, so it's going to be really hard. So you've already set yourself up for failure. Okay, look, if the goal is I want to stop smoking by January 1st, then first and foremost, if you want to stop smoking, don't wait until January 1st to do it. Start start the next day. And it doesn't mean you have to, you know, instead of instead of buying um, instead of. Well, this is a quick tip because I, I used to I used to work in a in a Chevron gas station as a manager. And and so when people used to um, used to tell me things like they didn't want to smoke no more. And I'm like, OK, well, if you don't want to smoke and you telling me this, the next time you come in and ask me for a pack of cigarettes, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> so, you know, or if you come in, you ask for three, I'm only going to sell you one. Right. So you may have to start with something small, like, OK, I want to stop smoking. That's my goal. My goal is to stop smoking. So, OK, well, what I'm going to do is I know every day I drive to this gas station or to this liquor store or whatever it is or to a grocery store and I'll buy, you know, a pack of cigarettes. Well, why not take a different route home that doesn't let you go past that liquor store? So the, the temptation is not there to buy the pack of cigarettes. You ain't got to do it every day, but maybe start off with one day out the week, taking a different way home or taking a different way to work so that you don't have to now stop it. You don't feel obligated to, that you're breaking up your routine. So you start off with something small like that. And then maybe you notice that, OK, well, you know what? I, I ran out of cigarettes today, but tomorrow is the day that I take a different way home. So I can't buy cigarettes. So that's a small start for somebody else. It may be, hey, you might need extra help. You may need to get the nicotine gum. You may need to get the patch. You may you may need that. You know, maybe the the friend circle that you hang around, they all smoke cigarettes and maybe you may need to not hang around them as often because you know that when you get around them, you got to have a smoke because they're going to all be smoking. So the temptation is there. So you have to find little things that you can fine tune until you become strong enough to just stop. And some people are just strong enough to just stop. But I'm speaking for the majority. The majority are not that strong to just stop, especially when we talk about cigarettes or any habit. If you have a habit with something, you have to start with little minute steps like crawling and then work your way up to walking, running, driving and all that. Yeah, good stuff. stay step by step. And and I love our conversations because they're always linked with each other. But I have written and I must reading here. My next little point that I've written for earlier is like, you got to change your environment. <laughs> you know, we do be on point. <laughs> and I'm only laughing. I'm only no laughing, point. you guys, because I, I kid you not. And you guys may not believe us, but I swear to you. We do not write out a plan of how this goes week in and week out. Only thing we come up with is the topic. After that, it's on us <laughs> to come up with whatever's going to be said. And a lot of it comes right from the heart. Yeah, and it comes right here, right here live as we're recording this. So, But that's honestly what I was, I, my next point that I have written down is like, you got to change your environment, you know, uh, in order to kind of change your mindset. And and that's kind of number one. I mean, it's I can type what I can give real quick. So when I went to school uh, and I was doing online school and working for a period of time several years ago, you know, 
it is very hard to study yeah. at home. And I, I would have to change my environment by going mm. to Starbucks. Mm. It, just like, you know, today's a study day. I did, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. You know, I can't do it at home, you know, today. Or I got to really concentrate. I'm going to Starbucks. You know, I, or I wake up Saturday mornings early if I need to do some homework over the weekend or study for a test or whatever. And just wake up a little bit earlier than normal. Or my routine, go to Starbucks, get my headphones, get my laptop, get my get my uh, caramel macchiato, <laughs> you know, hot, you know, zone out. But for me, you know, as for many people, you could probably share is that, you know, for me, Starbucks was an environment where you see other people doing what? Studying, preparing for work, you know, chatting. You got that little session with the desk and the computers and everybody's concentrating, doing something. And and that environment helped me concentrate on yeah. school, helped me concentrate on what I had to do at the moment. I, I've done that also, you know, doing video editing or free editing when I'm shooting weddings and things like that is I will go to a Starbucks because uh, necessarily for their coffee, it was the environment that helped me focus my attention to what I needed to get done, get it done and move on with yeah. my day. And, and that's what maybe what you need to do, you know, if you're trying to work out at home, like, like Leon said, don't, don't wait to January 1st. Now you say that this, this goes right. I had a notated here, guys, my witness brother, I said it to you. And I found this study of, of uh, psychology today that says that one study found that only 24% of people have dropped the resolutions by the time February came in. Wow. And by six months, half of the people give up. Wow. You know. That's and that's year after year after year, and I, I can raise my hand right now and say I'm being guilty of that. Mm -hmm. You know, what number one resolution everybody does at the beginning of the year? Oh, I'm gonna lose weight. Yeah. I'm gonna get on. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm gonna go back to the gym. I gotta work out. But like you also mentioned, you know, then we start thinking about oh, but and that means that if you know I'm gonna be on a diet. Number one diet. Did, did you know, I, I've been looking to this, especially because me and Ashley changed our, our way of eating, is a diet is, is, is how you eat. But most of us look at it as, oh, that's a bad thing. Uh, are, you, are you on a diet? You know, or are you, are you, I can't eat this. Oh, are you on a diet? You know, and people look at it as a bad, no, diet means it's what I eat. Mm -hmm. That my food, that's my diet. Mm -hmm. You know, your diet McDonald's every day. Your diet might be rice and beans every day. That means that's what you eat. Being on a diet doesn't mean that you're you're you're. Uh, it's a, we have made it seem like you're penalizing yourself mm -hmm. in order to go. And and it's not it. It's what we've been talking about. It's changing the way you do things. Yeah. To, to knowing that because you make that change, it's going to make you feel better because you change what you eat. It's going to help your body lose some weight and, and, and little by little. And I've noticed it, you know, when we change our way of eating, it took a minute. Oh, I hated it. The first two weeks mm -hmm. I was cursing over because I, <laughs> I had an attitude sometimes. Like she'd be actually be asking me, what's wrong with you, baby? I was like, just, I'm, I'm just mad. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just hungry. You know, I'm hungry, but it took my body some time to adjust to that change. Mm -hmm. So when we make changes in life right now, so we're talking about, you know, not bringing your baggage is going to be some habits that you, we have 
of bringing those baggage with us. And and when we make that decision of, well, we're going to stop doing that, I'm, I'm going to let go of this situation, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's a bad habit, you know, like, like cigarettes, like we mentioned, or, or not eating well. You know, it's going to take some time doing it. And there's, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be painful. Be painful emotionally, right? Uh, but like, like the quote that I left you guys last week, you know, Growth is painful. Change is painful, but it's not as painful as staying stuck where you don't belong. Right? You know, you 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 have you have to motivate yourself by not looking at the negative thing of what you have to give up or not do. Look at it and concentrate on what you're gonna gain by doing so. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot, brother. I like that a lot. And when you said that, it made me think of a story I heard today. Um, Because, you know, me and me and uh, Luis have shared with you guys that, you know, we listen to other people, too. So, like I said, by no means are we, quote unquote, professionals. Um, We're just, you know, be people that have experienced some things in life. And this is just our way of, you know, to some degree, giving back. So. I listened, I listened to a, a guy today named Simon Sinek. Um, he's famous for his his TED Talk about, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think his famous TED Talk is Your Why. That's his famous TED Talk. It's like one of the most watched TED Talks ever is Your Why. So uh, you've, you've heard, it, heard that one before? I think so. I think yeah, so. So that's that's like the most watched, like the top three TED Talks ever is his TED Talk on um, Know Your Why. So I was listening to him today and he was telling a story about him and a friend where they had ran a marathon. And after they ran this marathon, um, an organization was there and they were giving away free bagels. So Simon, he's like, He's like, dude, because he's with his friend. He's like, dude, look, free bagels. And his friend was like, oh, man, but the line is just way too long. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Free bagels. And he was like, no, 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 no. The line is too long. I don't want to stand that long line, man. That's just too long of a, that's just too long of a line. And he said, so he realized in that moment that they were viewing life from two different perspectives. What he was seeing was what he wanted, which was the free bagels. What his friend was seeing was the long line to get the free bagels, and he felt it wasn't worth it. So I'm not going to go into the whole story, but think about your own life, like the things that you want to go after in life. Do you see it as this is what I want, so I've got to either get in line and get it or figure out a way to try to get there without the line. Cause that was another part of the story that he said that Simon said what he wound up doing was he went in between two people. He reached in, grabbed two bagels and left. And he said, because his belief is this is you can go for whatever it is that you want in life. As long as you don't hinder someone else from getting what they want in life. He said, now the downside to doing it the way that he did it was he was getting two bagels, but he had no clue which two bagels he was getting. He just knew he was getting two bagels. But the upside was he didn't wait and he didn't hinder anybody else from getting bagels. He just, just 
pretty much cut the line, but he said nobody got upset with him because it wasn't like he got in line. It was like, Ooh, plain bagels. Ooh, raisin bagels. Let me get, let me get two of these. Let me get one of these. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to reach here and just grab two and whatever I get is what I get. So I think that in life, you kind of got to see what is it that you're, what is it? What does your life mean to you? Does it mean, hey, I want to go and go after what I'm going to get and I may have to take the long road and stand in this line? Or did you see the line and say, you know what, it's not even worth doing? And for a lot of us, that's what it is. We see the goals and dreams we want, but we're in this thing where we see how how long the road might be to get there or how tough it may be to get there so we just don't even get it we don't even go after it and then other people are so i gotta have it right now that they just go after the dream with no planning with no no type of anything in place and they just get what they get yeah, but they go after it. Yeah, they 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 get their money stolen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Savings stolen because they search YouTube for the fastest scheme they can to kind of invest money instead of doing the research and knowing that it takes a little bit of time and practice and information to get there. Uh, my God, I, you're you're saying that in, in it. There's a different perspective. I know you were saying in one perspective of what what is what is your life worth to you? How fast do you want to get it? You know what you want to turn you know short change yourself in order to get what you want, but it doesn't matter exactly how you, how you get it. So I, I was looking at the bagels this way. You you can reach out there and do what Simon said on the story, right? And just you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and just reach out and grab the two big what you know, the first two that touch your hands, and mm-hmm. okay, here you know, and share that with your loved ones. Hey, I got two bagels. Here's here's a bagel for you, but you didn't know what you get. And I picture one thought came to my mind was. Number one, did you get the ones that belong to you? Probably not. Maybe you picked up the two bagels that belong to somebody else. Hmm. Hmm. That's definitely another way of looking at it. <laughs> right. So that's like I'm, I'm being the devil's advocate over here. My brain is always thinking the opposite. It's like, did you pick up something that you end up and it's OK for you? You're just like, well, I, I'm satisfied with this. Right. I'm complacent with what I got. I know I went the short way. I didn't necessarily took the fast way, you know, the, the long way to get there. Or, you know what some people may consider right or wrong, but I, I took the shortcut to get there. So I'm, I'm, I gotta be happy with what I got, but that what you get, was it really meant for you? Maybe what you got was meant for somebody else. And then the answer, what if you wind up now, don't get me wrong. Cause I don't know bagels personally. I really don't. I, I, I know two bagels. I know raisin and I know plain. That's all I know. I know there's way more bagels than that, but for me personally, I, I don't like onions. So what if you reached in and, and for me, what if I was the one reaching in, I grabbed out two onion bagels. Mm. What am I going to do? Because it, there's, that's two bagels I wouldn't even want to eat. Right. So now I've taken an opportunity or someone else in line may really want two onion bagels. But now I've touched them and put my hands all on it and they're not going to take the ones from out of my hand. And then I don't want them. So now what? 
Now that means either I force myself to eat the two bagels I don't want because I didn't want to stand in line or I eat the two bagels and I just suffer that pain of eating the two onion bagels. Now, for those those of you that like onion bagels, no offense. I just I don't I'm not an onion guy. Personally, I just I don't like onions on nothing. So that's just me. But I'm just saying as a, as an analogy, of, yeah. you know, you reach in because you're trying to do the fast route. Well, the fast route, it might be great because it gets you something, but did it necessarily get you what you want? Yeah. Yeah. And in, in this day and age and you're, you're hitting the, the nail on the head is, I mean, we see it everywhere, right? Um, we see it everywhere. Just like the schemes out there of like, you know, how, how can you get, you know, make a million dollars in a year? Or how can you do this, you know, accomplish your goals in six months? How can you get your abs in 30 days? <laughs> you know, you know, six minute abs, six minute abs. <laughs> it's a process. The reality is that it's not that fast. And there are people out there that are taking advantage of that mentality for, for certain areas of life, uh, economy and, and so forth, and even emotionally and all that. But I think statistically and a, I think an experience ones have shown that if we really think about it, the real successful people don't take the shortcut. Yeah. Real, so, yeah. get in line and do the work. And you might think, well, you know, like myself, you know, I'd say I'm 42 years old. One thing that me and Ashley speaking about is like, you know, I don't, I say, I don't have the same time I had before. I, I'm mm-hmm. not 20 looking at, you know, 60 more years of life. I'm, you know, I'm 42 and I've made a recent change, but I don't let that. I haven't let that mentality necessarily stop me from looking to take the right path towards the goals that I've placed or we've placed in our lives right now. Uh, yeah. We, I am, you know, I'm not trying to look to mess it up because if I, if I mess it up, I, that's, that's time lost and I can't get back, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not, you know, if, and if you're old, maybe, you know, our age in that age period or older, you know, yeah, you may be thinking, well, you know, I don't have the same time to accomplish your goals. That that may be true. You may have this. We don't have the same time left, but that doesn't mean that you can't accomplish them. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, just be complacent with what you have. That, and I go back to realizing reality in our lives, taking responsibility for what we've done and looking for the way that we need to change and be able to accomplish that goal, you know? Yeah. And definitely you know, they, they have men. Definitely. We have to accept that there's some things that we may say, you know, I can't do this anymore or I cannot be able to, you know, I may not have the time to just travel the world completely in my twenties before I, you know, like, like, uh, uh we would love to do what we were younger completely, you know, and still have time mm-hmm. here, but I do have time to see some of the world and I do have time to make some of those dreams or some desires, you know, true and take, yeah. you know, put them in priority, put, put, put your life in priority. And I think that's what we're saying, you know, put, put priority of the, what's important for you that needs to get done 
for you to accomplish those goals and go after those priorities in order. And the things that are not such a priority, if you have the opportunity to make them happen, make them happen. But stay mm-hmm. in task with the priorities and, and get going on them now. You know, and if you're listening to this in your, your early 20s and or 30s, it doesn't change. It's the same thing. Every stage of life, you have certain a time frame to accomplish certain things. And, and you have to figure that out for yourself. We can't figure it out for you. We're not telling you how to figure uh, you know, that you, you know what to do. We're just giving you tools and experiences as in our lives that, you know, has helped us and may hopefully help you or you can, you know, grab a little bit and go, you know, hundred with it adjusted to your way, but to accomplish what you need in your life and uh, concentrate and, and, and stay in motion and, and have a better, better result than others, you know, a, a better. Yeah, definitely. Well, man, you know what? I think that we should maybe cut here. Yeah. And so the next week we can we can probably go more into this, like, you know, because I mean, think about everything that we've talked about in, in the last five podcasts and you think about where we're going now. So now you have to start asking yourself serious questions. You know, what is it? How is it that you view your life? How is it that you how is it that you want your life to be going forward? You know, what do you want to write in that next chapter? What baggage do you want to start eliminating now that you can start eliminating now that doesn't take until January 1st to do. So, you know, let's start, let's start seriously looking at some areas in our lives and and, and how we view our lives and see if in some cases, if we really are the victims that we claim we are and can we change it so that we can, so that we can become the heroes in our own stories instead of looking for someone outside of ourselves to save us. Why not save yourself? Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one can do it by yourself. I totally agree with that. Well, man, yep. Let's, I think this is a good point guys. Again, thanks for coming back for a podcast. We definitely hope you are enjoying and uh, grabbing something to fulfill and to help you motivate you to keep going in your life and your goals and working towards those. And again, if you connect with us on Instagram and emotion podcast follows there, you can email us at emotion podcast at gmail.com. If you want to share something with us, um, personal or just kind of let us know how, you know, how it's helping you or, or what you think about the topic and share your two cents with us because we, we, we always welcome that as well. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then also, guys, I'm going to make a Facebook page. But I think the thing, like I said before, I think the thing that's kind of slowing me down is that, you know, we don't want to have a whole lot of social media pages that we're just posting stuff on and not really getting much feedback on. And, you know, I know in the beginning, it's it's always that way with anything. When you're first starting, it takes time to build it up for people to recognize you're there. But also it's just being able to provide content for Facebook as well. So I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to wait till we got a couple more episodes under our belt so that we can also put this up on Facebook too. For those of you that, that maybe don't have, um, um, Instagram, 
Apple Play or they don't have Instagram or you don't have um, Spotify or, you know, things that we're already on. If you don't have those things and we can post these things in our Facebook page, too. But I want to give us a couple more. We're at six. Let's say let's say when we get to 10, when we get to 10, when we get to the 10th episode and the 10th episode is recorded and put out on air then I'll create a Facebook page for in motion. And, you know, and then that way you guys, if you don't want to reach out to us and you don't have Instagram, you can reach out to us on Facebook and talk to us there too. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great, man. I'm totally agree with that. And we hope you're enjoying it. Guys, you have a great week. Have a great weekend by the time you listen to the podcast. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Make sure to stay in motion. Make sure to share. Make sure to share with your friends if you're liking the content, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Right here. Guys, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please subscribe so you know when new episodes are posted. Make sure to rate and review the podcast and share with your friends as well. And make sure to follow us and connect with us on Instagram at in motion podcast thank you so much for listening and we hope that you're living today with some good information that has motivated you to go further in life and reach goals now get out there and stay in motion